Well, welcome to another episode. Thank you for tuning in. We have a very special, special episode for you guys. Special guest. Our first guest, actually. Yeah, that's exciting. That makes me extra special. Welcome. Let's get an extra one in there. Let's go. go. First guest. (laughs) Thank you. And we'll let her introduce herself. Well, I'm excited to be here. I'm very honored to be the first guest. We're excited for you to be here. Yeah. This feels like, I don't know why, this feels like deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name's Nicole, everybody. Uh, Coco, Coco Butter, Coco Loco, at Free My Wild. Thank you. All righty. Follow. Well, I'm Gary, Weedle Creates. Oh, you're going to forget your name? I'm Ricky. No, I thought he was going to go next because it was like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ricky, you guys. He no like at doing, name. He doesn't like no plugging his. Don't at me. Don't, like, don't at me. Don't at me. And I'm Priscilla at Priscilla Story. So. Liddy. Well, we have a very, very intriguing episode. Today. Yeah, I'm excited for this female power here. We have yes. a sex specialist. So <laughs> we have a sex specialist. <laughs> Do you want to so introduce yourself? Yeah. So, okay. Gary and I actually met Gary before I met Priscilla and Ricky. Um, Gary and I went to middle school together. We That's were, cute. <laughs> we, we knew each other in seventh grade. So what is that? About 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And Gary was the super tall, skinny kid. You know, like the, the kid that looks like Gumby. That was Gary. <laughs> yeah. Had a mustache and braces. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was like pre-puberty mush, mustache hair though. Yeah. It was, it was like, like very cool. light. So there yeah. was like peach five pairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The peach fuzz. The peach fuzz. It's like that kid that pretty much looks like he's in high school, but... <laughs> Yeah, Gary's always very tall, but you know he was funny. He was he was a clown for sure. Um, we did track together. That's pretty much how we met. We I don't think we had any classes together, did we? Negative. Okay. And then after middle school, we went to separate high schools, so we kind of lost touch. And then Gary was working at a gallery in our city. Him and uh, one of the other guys were, was working at the gallery, and the other guy knew me from middle school as well. And so he called me, they were making a video for the city and they were like, we need a white girl. Diversity, diversity, you know, <laughs> come, to, come be our token white girl. And I was like, okay, sure. So, um, got out of bed. It was like eight, eight o'clock at night, got out of bed, changed, put makeup on to be all cute. And then did the video. And then Gary and I just kind of started catching up cause I hadn't seen him in a while. And just started talking about things we had been up to. And Gary was very creative and working for the gallery. And I had a blog and I was traveling. Um, So we would meet up like every now and then to go have coffee and talk about like creative things. And then one day we were at Earth Cafe in downtown LA. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to South America. I'm going to go travel by myself. Um, Gary was talking. Are you going to jump in at any point? Or <laughs> oh, I'm, just, I'm letting you go down the history book. He's like, yeah, that's how it happened. Yeah. You're on road. So then, you're on track. Okay. So then, um, what did you say when I said that? Um, pretty much I was, I was thinking about, cause we were working together at that time and I was like tapping out already working there that I wanted to travel. I was trying to figure out how to get a leave of absence for three months. I was like, oh, I'll get a leave of absence for three months. But I was like, oh, I don't want to go lie to a doctor. So then I was like, oh, I'm just going to quit. And I want to go to Nicaragua for three months. And actually, now that I remember, you were about to buy a house with your sister. Yeah. And I was like, no, don't do that. Are you crazy? <laughs> you don't need that shit. You don't want to invest your money. <laughs> you don't 
want to invest your money. No, you don't need to do that. Come travel with me. It'll be so much more fun. You're never going to get this experience again. We're young. We can go do all these things. And then next thing you know, Gary quits his job and I'm like, oh shit, this is real. Okay, you're actually coming. <laughs> it was cool. the longest two weeks of my life because my supervisor went on vacation. So I couldn't quit. And that letter was just sitting on my desk every single day for two weeks. <laughs> I think you're the only one I told that I was going to quit. And then I, every time I would get to work, I'll pull out my drawer and there's the letter. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and I couldn't wait for her to come back. She came back within an hour. I was like, fuck this. Her happiness. I was like, I need to go turn in this letter. <laughs> and yeah, she was like, oh, you're quitting. Wait, but you actually had a letter. You couldn't just send an email. No, you don't do that shit. I think you have to sign it, right? Yeah, you have to sign really? it. Yeah, because you have yeah. to have like an exit interview. I've never that. quit, so. <laughs> I'm a quitter, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, and the next thing you know, we were on a plane to first destination was Guatemala. Yeah, for four months. Yep. So we did Guatemala. I mean, we did Central America for four months. The summer after that, we did Southeast Asia for three months, right? Mm -hmm. um, and like to give some context, we were basically making video like promotional marketing videos for hotels and restaurants. So we were bartering with them. They would give us like free hotel stays or like free meals. And then we would create these videos for them or do pictures for them. Um, so yeah, it was good times. Now we both have mm -hmm. big girl, boy and gr big girl jobs. Right. Adult jobs. <laughs> I have a big girl job. You have a big boy job. <laughs> just... Where the fuck are you working? <laughs> um, where we What's strip just... club? <laughs> I wish, fans. man. Spearmint Rendezvous. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Shit, I could still be traveling. I wouldn't be here during COVID. I would tell you that much. <laughs> or exotic ass pictures. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I saw, I saw like, I forget where it was. It might have been Barstool or something like that. Videos of girls are taking their strip their stripper poles out to the beach the fuck on the what? sand <laughs> and just straight up stripping out there oh my god i guess uh, yeah i gotta send you guys, guys hey you gotta do what you gotta do and make your money link in the bio <laughs> <Just like> <laughs> if i was a girl i'd probably do it only fans only fans why not i said i would do an only fans feet pics or what huh <laughs> i was just about to say only my feet because those are unidentifiable oh, to any employer i'll bust that shit wide open <laughs> bust it open Busted down, Tatiana. How much are you, you going to charge, though? Give me a little five ninety nine. I'll be. Five ninety nine. You gotta like, you gotta bring them yeah, in. Yeah, free that happy hour special. Free subscription. You know, like how Netflix months? just like yeah. fucking sneaks in an email. Trial. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this shit went up two bucks. <laughs> yeah, Fourteen day even... trial. Yeah, you start at five ninety nine. Yeah, you don't look at your card. Six ninety nine. Literally, dude. But you're hooked by then. You're already. Yeah, like, and who cancels like subscriptions, bro? Nobody. Like, it takes a lot. Like, cause you gotta go into actual laptop. Like nobody has time for that Dude, shit. Dude, I had a Zoom subscription. I fucking free. <laughs> and you just like you just like leave it. Like I paid. I was being charged yeah. every month because I got the premium. Oh and no. I was like, God damn. I forgot and, like, to for cancel me, like, it. I, I wasn't it. using it. I lag like to cancel stuff. I was just like, ah, oh, whatever. Until finally I'm like, all right, I fucking paid this for like a whole year and I haven't used it. So it's time to cancel. But anyway. so everyone's getting OnlyFans. All right. We'll link, you guys will link yeah. that next time. <laughs> we'll plug that in next time. Um, no Instagrams, just OnlyFans. <laughs> That's where the money's at. <laughs> so then I met Priscilla and Ricky at GVO Bash. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, we had a, <laughs> let's go. We had a. <laughs> we 
we had like a big uh, party. Birthday celebration? We had a birthday celebration for Gary and I in Palm Springs with like 14 people. 14, 15 people. Mm-hmm. Right this big ass house. house. Yeah. Big ass house. It was hot as shit. Everything branded. <laughs> Everything <was>. branded. Um, <laughs> Gary went all out with like the decorations. We got t-shirts. shirts. We, we got, got gift boxes. boxes. Gift boxes. Yeah. We had a customized ping pong ball or beer pong balls. Cups. We had cookies with our faces on it. <laughs> we had Balloons. a Snapchat uh, filter. What else? Oh, yeah, the Snapchat filter. Brand we had cups, fucking margarita cups. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we yeah, had the, cookies. Um, we had poker cards. Oh, oh, we had a yeah. poker tournament. So yeah. it was lit. It was, uh, we'll have that recap at another time. Yeah. But Drink an obscene amount of white claws. White claws, white claws and trulies. A lot of seltzers. Dude, my tongue was like seltzered out. It was, <laughs> you know, when you eat too much pineapple. Too hydrated. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that's what some people say about Trulies, but honestly, I can drink, I can just continue drinking them. Yeah, me too. And I, and I don't feel hungover the next day. Yeah. I feel like that's My too. tongue you don't just get feels too. like. No. And so, if you do get bloated, like you give it like an hour and you're like, all right, I'll feel okay. I feel like that was the best invention because you're getting drunk and hydrated at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> at the same damn yeah. time. You know, you don't feel like when you're drinking beer, you're just bloated and you just feel disgusting and lazy. Yeah. And, yeah. and then times. it doesn't fuck you up as much as like tequila or whatever. But some people did black out. That they shall st- remain nameless. <laughs> another story for another time. Uh, they're not, also not, on one side of the table. Not looking at them. Not in this not room. looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. um, that's where... Just my neck hurts. <laughs> <laughs> that's where Priscilla and myself met. Or we all met each other. Yeah. You guys did not meet there. Oh, yeah. well, we met no, Priscilla and Ricky yeah. met me. Go yeah, back to episode one. That's how we met. Yeah. <laughs> reference, reference right here. So I actually, I, I met your voices before I actually met you in person because Gary would send me your your quarantine. Oh yeah. Rap mixes. The funny thing how those started was we're thinking about starting a podcast, mm-hmm. and then and I had that, my mic, and I I literally came up with a stupid rap no the thing is that <laughs> it was so good the I thing is like, that so i connected impressed. my mic i used to make beats in high school <laughs> and um i said fuck it i'm gonna make another one and then i started sending it to one. these guys yeah and, you uh, sent one and i was like i'm gonna record it yeah she recorded she sent me her stems <laughs> <laughs> and yeah but this is like the in the beginning of quarantine yeah we're like yeah we're, we're so bored so bored would be like so on bored. zoom or like facetime like group because we were even thinking about starting this podcast on Zoom. Yeah. yeah. We were going to start recording on Zoom. But then we couldn't figure it out. Yeah. But Which I'm happy it didn't work out yeah. that way. So, yeah, that's how, I, that's how I kind of got to know you. And then we met officially in person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I know you. I knew you guys before. But we yeah. all, like, everyone hit it off. Everyone at the house got along. And that's hard, I feel like, with 14 people that all have different personalities. Mm-hmm. But Four days. I think we were all just there to party anyways. So Yeah. It was so we easy, too, to just, like... Yeah. Oh yeah. Like was, it, felt, it felt like we knew each other. Like yeah. I felt like I knew everybody there, even though I, I had met a lot of people for the first time. So yeah, then we were in the last night. We were in the jacuzzi. We started fuckboy hours. You yeah. were saying was like, all, every, they started early. They started yeah. very early for some reason. Well, because you guys were in fucking bikinis the whole weekend. Yeah, so, um, we were in the hot tub. We were doing videos, and then you're like, "Ooh, videos. send me that." And then you posted it. Yeah. And it wasn't even ratchet or anything. It was no, just, like, it was just like singing. <laughs> and, it was a thirst but trap. you know what? To be honest, I feel like, no, uh, I yeah, feel like guys turn can turn anything into a thirst trap. 
like, ooh, that pizza girl. Mm, a yeah. pizza girl? Like you, like no, like you post yeah. a picture of your freaking pizza that you made, and they turn it into something that, so like, oh, you like that pepperoni? Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you guys start your videos? Because most girls I see is like they want to show some shit, and they always start with their tits, and they yeah. go up. Well, I don't really have much tits, so. <laughs> but that's that, how that was me. She used start. my yeah. tits. <laughs> She's like, come here. We need yeah. to record another yeah, video. Yeah, that's actually true. I think I did. Actually, yeah. thank you for that. <laughs> Wing woman of the year. <laughs> so then, yeah, we all we did was post a video of us singing the weekend. Fuck boys started sliding in the DMs with weird shit. I played along. Not gonna lie, Gary was helping. I helped. Out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think it was like everyone was really collaborating. So I appreciate oh, that yeah, so that much. Fuck boy hour was like pass pass like text text pass. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So it was what? Like we were just passing your phone around. Oh, yeah. Everyone was adding their own word and we were just making <laughs> Poor sentences. dudes had no idea. No clue. Even no dudes clue. were texting them. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been, if they hadn't known that, that, yeah. that would have dethroned their boner real quick. <laughs> Everyone contributed. Yeah. That was, that was much appreciated. True friends. Um, and then we started talking about madonna complex yeah you so brought it up yeah, yeah. you brought it up and then it just went over our heads we're like what, we were I was like, what is that well, first of all gary was like madonna who why why does yeah. madonna ha- what does she have to do with any of it okay first of all it's not madonna the singer okay madonna in italian means my lady my lady get it so. get it right, right. <laughs> madonna um, and what it refers to is um, paintings, Italian paintings in like, I don't know, the 19th century or 18th century of the Virgin Mary. And they would call her Madonna. So the Madonna complex, let's just get right into it, was um, the founder of it was Sig- Sigmund Freud, who um, had a lot of like theories around sexuality. He's actually the one that said that um, you, you if you're like a little boy, you want to like marry your mom because you have like this weird underlying sexual desire for your mom because she's opposite sex. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you for never the heard girls that? too, yeah. For the yeah, girl, for girls too. Child. Yeah, to their dad. That. Like that was his theory, which I think is a bit strange, but okay. Um, <laughs> and then he, he also coined the term ego and then he came up with this Madonna whore complex. So basically what it is, it's like, or you can, um, some people will say saint and slut, slut complex. And basically what it is, is the Madonna is like this innocent, virgin, pure, tender, empathetic woman, the one that you want a wife. And then the whore is like this sexual, um, promiscuous or like sexually aggressive, sexually liberated woman that you just really like look at her and desire. You just want to like pounce. She sounds like fun. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she sure does. (laughs) However... So back then they were like, oh, you're either one or the other. And guys and guys today still look at women as either one or the other. So some people say this is kind of where cheating stems from is like your wife, you you look at her and you love her, but you kind of, you know, after she has your kids, you kind of look at her as the Madonna. Like she's a mother now. She can't be possibly be a sexual being and be, you know, I don't know. Give me a blowjob or something, because that's just not what moms do, apparently. (laughs) You know, but then, so then they go and seek the whore, the the right now woman, the woman they desire. Um, So they kind of put women in these boxes, which I feel like is unfair. And I think now we've kind of evolved and we realize that women can be both things. Uh 
Mm-hmm. You can be a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. Mm-hmm. You know, thanks to Luda. Um, <laughs> Shout, out, Luda. <laughs> Shout out. So I feel like, yeah, I mean, I think it can be applied to men in some sense too. Like women, we always want, we always want the bad boy. We want to marry the nice the guy. Boy. Yeah, we want to marry the nice guy. We want. We always say, "Oh, I want a husband that's like gonna spoil me and like just be, you know, a nice guy." But then we always end up dating the bad boys, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like the Madonna horror complex can kind of be applied in that sense too to men. But why yeah. do you think that is? Well, I think like men can do whatever the fuck they want. Can I cuss on this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, but like, <laughs> why do you, well, you always have blowjob. <laughs> is that a bad, oh, is that a bad word? No, Gary. No, 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 no. That is not taboo, okay? We're, we're ending that right now. Blowjob, blowjob, blowjob. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like guys can do whatever they want, right? Oh, they're, they're sexual beings and they're just spreading their seed and they think about sex all the time and women shouldn't be like that. They need to be sophisticated and they, you know, they shouldn't be... Um, aggressive and they should be, you know, kind of demure and submissive, submissive. Exactly. Well, personally, do you think do, so are you more attracted to like the bad, the bad guy, the bad boy versus like you can have somebody super nice, like super nice, super proper gentleman, like, and then on the other hand, your other option is like this bad boy where you know that is bad for you. Maybe it's not going to treat you as good as this guy, but it's just more fun, more exciting. So why do you think why do you think you're more attracted to the bad guy? If knowingly that they might not treat you as good as because you said option. fun and exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and ding, naturally ding. you want to gravitate towards someone who's fun and exciting. So do you think like uh, the good guy, the good boy? Like, is not, like, capable of being as exciting as... Okay, because remember, in one of the episodes, I talk about the guy that I went out with. <laughs> We're not going to say his name, but... I Looking back, I'm like, dude, you're boring. I remember I said that. I was like, no. So I naturally would want someone who's more aggressive and more sexual. Mm-hmm. But are you, are you guys dating the fuck boys because you guys are not ready for the full commitment? And you guys make that switch I, when you guys I'm are ready? I'm looking for someone who could give me the best of both worlds. Like, you can be husband material, you can treat me well, but you also want to have someone who has that side to them that can be fun and be, you know, Sexual. that bad boy. Yeah. yeah. I think that. I think it's on a subconscious level that we just automatically, like I said, we put people in, into boxes and this is, this is what everybody does because if we put people in boxes, it helps us make sense of the world. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to look at her and I'm going to judge her and I'm going to put her in a box. And then I, let's say I judge somebody. I'm like, Oh, she's so quiet. She's so passive. Um, she's a virgin. She probably has like, when she does finally have sex, she's probably gonna have the most boring sex. Cause like she doesn't know what to do. And yet behind closed doors, that girl could be a freaking dominatrix, but like we put people into boxes just to, to make sense in our minds. So I feel like with guys, we do the same thing. We don't actively realize that we're doing it for me. I'm the same way. When I go out with a nice guy, I'm like, ew, (laughs) why is he texting me and communicating with me? I don't like this. This is weird. What you're used to. Yeah. We're so drawn to like this, the chaos and the emotional roller coaster of a bad boy. Who's like a little bit more mysterious and like a little bit more edgy. 
And um, I think it's just because it's about us. It's not about them. Like we have to figure out, like me right now, I'm working through my own shit because I really do want a nice guy. I want to marry a nice guy. I don't want the asshole fuck boy as my husband. Um, But I think, yeah, in the past, I've definitely been drawn to like that bad boy. And I think it it is kind of the Madonna whore complex being applied to a man. We just don't Mm. think it's you're either one or the other. It's a dichotomy. You're either one extreme or the other. Um, You can't be both. And so I feel like we have to like be aware and and recondition ourselves and unlearn that you can be both. You can Mm -hmm. definitely be both. And it goes for women too. Like a woman can go and be passive and be quiet um, and dress, you know, conservatively and be a businesswoman and then go home and fucking get the whips and chains out and like do some kinky ass (laughs) shit. You can do, you can be both. Uh Get you a girl that can do both. (laughs) So I think it's just a matter of, we've just been conditioned over years and years that. Yeah. We just, we need to put people in boxes because that just doesn't make sense that that person's this way or that way based on how we judge them. Sorry, did I go way too deep on that? No. No. But yeah, I think, I think definitely I like right now I'm dating and I'm trying to figure out how to like the nice boy. Cause right now it's very hard for me. I'm just like, so turned off by it. Do you get like messages on matches and then you're like, why are you so nice? (laughs) It's like weird. Yeah. It's so weird. It really is. It's like, you know what though too? I think because as kids, like I remember when I was in kindergarten, this boy would always chase me and like be mean to me. And my parents would always be like, it's because he likes you. Mm-hmm. So we have this idea that if a guy is an asshole, he likes you. He likes you. Oh, great. I'm going to go for that guy. If a guy's nice to you, it's because he doesn't care. He probably doesn't like you. Like that's, that's kind of where my head goes. But this Madonna horror complex, I feel like is definitely a double standard for women because guys can be sexual beings and be aggressive and have a high body count. But God forbid a girl does like, for example, would you guys sleep with, if you guys slept with a girl on the first date, would you can ever, would you wife her? Or would it be like, absolutely. We had this conversation. conversation. (laughs) Um, To me, to me, like personally, it's like, if I able to sleep with you on this, on day one, like, I don't see any, like, I don't look at you serious anymore. Same here. Yeah. Cause it kind of, I want to, I want to like work towards something. Like I want to earn it. Yeah. Basically. I think that it's because the Madonna horror complex is kind of coming into play in that sense, because you looked at her as like this girl that doesn't sleep with you on the first date. Like that is your, that is the box you put her in. And when mm-hmm. she does, then it switches and you're like, Ooh, she's the whore. Uh-huh. She's probably right. like this with everyone. So. Yeah. She's probably like this with everyone. I did my thing. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. On to the next. I'm not going to wife this girl. And that's where this whole theory comes into play. Because you you prejudged her, and now you can't undo your judgment. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, like I brought up, if I'm thinking about sex on a date right away, like I can't see you as a relationship. If it, wait, what? Say, like, like if I'm going on a date fine. for a girl, and I'm already thinking about sex, I can't see you as a relationship because I don't see anything deeper emotionally. You're old, like you're, if you're looking at her and you're like, I could totally have sex with you. Like right away, if that's what I'm thinking but about. You know, but wouldn't you want sexual chemistry? Yeah, but not right away if that's what you're looking. If oh, like okay, no, this is interesting to me. For me, for me is if I'm looking for something emotionally with the person, and if, 
if I'm building through physically first, I think it's ass backwards for me. Okay. Like, I feel like you're going up a uphill battle to try to get the emotions out if you already got the physical part. Because sex for guys is totally different from girls. It's yeah. more emotionally for girls. Yeah. So if you're already just giving up sex right away, like, you're not really going to give me more emotions. That's like, that's your emotions that you're giving me. It's just sex. I don't know. Right. For me, it's more... I used to think like that, but I always think like long term now. I have to like be attracted to you. Like no, same, same, same here. But that's not like the day one. Like I'm not going on a date because I want to fuck you and then be like, okay. No, I think that's different. Like oh. if you're if you're like your purpose, like if the if the whole purpose of the date is because you're trying to get sex out of whoever you're going on a date with, then obviously your mind is like in that place and it's not going to go past that. But let's say you're like interested in somebody and you you ask them out on a date. I don't think that it's wrong to think sexually towards this person, but like, it doesn't mean like, Oh, just because I'm already thinking about sex doesn't mean like, Oh, I don't see any potential in this person anymore. But if your goal, yeah. like if you're the sole purpose of the date is to get sex, then obviously like, no, yeah, that's a whole for me story. to even like talk to a guy when I'm on my apps and I'm like looking at the guys or whatever, I feel like I have to find them sexually attractive. Like yeah. I have to be able to see myself kissing them mm-hmm. because if I don't see that, I'm like, oh, it's, it's dull for yeah. me. Yeah. So I have to see that connection. Oh, like, like you have to have physical, I'm not saying like I'm going on a date and I didn't really think about the physical part prior to that. But if I'm having a full conversation and all I'm thinking about is like, can we just fuck? It's like, I can't see a relationship out of that. Interesting. I don't know. I feel, like you, I feel like you have the opposite of this like Madonna horror complex. <laughs> I feel like you, you like, I don't know, maybe you're just so much, you're on another level of consciousness than us, I think. If I'm having a full bone conversation with you and I don't see any somewhat emotions or find you interesting where I'm just thinking about sex. I don't see. Oh yeah. Well, I think that's probably normal for anybody. Like I'm not going to go on a date with a guy and be like, Oh, I just, I want to have sex with you. So that definitely means that I want to have a relationship with you. I think we're looking for other things too. Like, do I, are we on the same playing field? Like, can I connect with you emotionally? Do we have things in common? Things like that. I think you're, yeah. But for me, it's like, I can't go out on a second date if I can't have a full-blown conversation. For, oh, with yeah. You I wouldn't blame you on that because that's boring. Because mm-hmm. that's why. Like, if I'm already thinking about sex on our first, while I'm having a conversation with you, it's because you're boring as fuck. Okay, got it. That And I can't have this, like, I'm not in the moment of the conversation that I'm having with you that I'm thinking about sex. Because you're worried about your pee-pee going up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Got it. I like how you went PP. PB. PB. I'm just easing people into it. Yeah. I can get a little, you know, right. too much. He's hurting. Huh? She what? needs to go all in. Oh, we're going to go all in. Don't worry. So, <laughs> so actually, I mean, I do have some more stuff about the Madonna Horror Complex. Like, we'll get, we'll ease into it because it can get a little raunchy. But, um, we up for it. <laughs> one of the one of the things with the Madonna horror complex is like when guys marry women and then they the woman gives birth to their kids, they no longer desire that woman like sexually. They only see her as the Madonna, this woman that is like that gave birth to my child. Especially if the woman has birth um, vaginally, he's like, oh, 
I used to go like play down there and now there's you know, eight pound baby just came out that thing. <laughs> I don't you know, like he, like his idea of the woman totally flips. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that's, I mean, I don't want to say this is why men cheat, but this is kind of the thing that happens. The dynamic that happens and changes is that the man no longer desires her. He only loves her and you can't have both in a man's mind, like you love one woman and you want to wife her and then you desire another woman, but you don't want to wife her. So like he'll go out and seek a woman that he desires, do his thing, cheat on his wife, whatever. Um, and that's kind of like the, that's whore. so crazy because it's like, you could be so into a girl mm-hmm. and she can please you to like the level you want, Yeah, but she's never going to be your Madonna. Like, yeah, she's not your lady. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a trip. So it's like, yeah, because guys are like, you're one or the other and it can't be the same person in some people. I, I, I don't, I don't want to say guys cause I'm sure it happens to girls too, but you know that a woman can't be a sexual being and be a mom, but women like women enjoy sex too. Like we want to have sex just for pleasure. Not just cause like we're, we're out here trying to, you know, have kids to Mm-hmm. pick the berries you know <laughs> <laughs> this is not hunter and gatherer days anymore like we like sex too we freaking enjoy it so i don't think i think that after a woman has a baby she's still sexual yes dynamics change but i've literally heard of guys being you know loves this woman wants to be with her they have a great sex life the woman gets pregnant has a baby and then he's he'll literally tell her i don't look at you the same and they end up getting a divorce like i've literally heard of this happening yeah that hap- i think that's pretty mm-hmm. common because she gave birth to the baby. It's like, that's scary. So I guess my question would be, would you rather be loved or desired? That's deep. (laughs) I'd rather be loved, I think. Okay. Because, I don't know. I mean, eventually you're gonna grow old and your sexual like needs Mm -hmm. are not gonna be the same as they were 30 years before that. Yeah. But if you have like love is what keeps you alive, I think, when you're older. So like, I I don't know. I think as women, the older we get, the more we want to be loved. And I think when we're young, we just want to be desired. You know, we have our tits out. We have our short (laughs) skirts on. Mm -hmm. We're like, we're a little bit more aggressive, like going up to guys. I remember when I was like in my 20s, I was like early 20s, I was going up to guys like my life depended on it. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Because I just wanted to, I mean, there was deeper issues there, but I just wanted to be desired. And I think as you get older, like you said, Ricky, you just, you realize that being desired isn't all that. Yeah. Someone who loves you and genuinely cares for you. Yeah. But I think we kind of need to just make a shift, like a perspective shift that women can be moms and women can be, um, you know, amazing women and still be sexual and like, you know, (laughs) but at the same time, like it also has a lot to do with, like the couple, like you guys need to keep stuff interesting. Exactly. You got to keep yourself together. You can't just let yourself go and expect that your husband or your wife is going to be attracted to you the same way that they were before. Because right. some people like, like, let's just say some guys, like they get married or whatever, and they kept themselves together. Like when they were dating in their twenties and their early, like in their early teens or whatever the case may be, but they get married and then they just let themselves go. They don't mm-hmm. care about how they dress. They don't care about how they look. They don't take care of themselves. And then they just look totally different. Like same thing for girls. Like a girl might have give birth to a kid or a child. And from that point forward, like they don't care about themselves. Like they're just 
on mom mode all the time. Like they don't do anything for themselves mm-hmm. or get ready or put makeup mm-hmm. on or anything like that, whatever they were doing before. And you can't expect the guy to just be like this attracted to you the same way that they were. Cause know, that's not what they dating. saw in because, the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Like it's changed. So you can't fully blame a child, like having a child or you can't fully blame like getting married because it's also like how, like what you did to like keep yourself together, what you did to like keep the relationship interesting like, obviously, like, if you're in a committed relationship or you're in a marriage, like, you're having sex with one person. So it's not going to be the same as you, when you were dating, you were having sex with multiple partners. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, that's, like, that brings excitement. That's, it's something different, something new every time. So you have to, like, find a way to. Keep the love alive. Keep yeah. the spark. Mm-hmm. Keep yeah. the spark alive. Make, yeah. Make stuff interesting. Like, yeah. you're going to, there's only so many things you can do, obviously, with one person, but. I feel like there's ways to. I think that's why it's important that you guys have that sexual chemistry early on. Yeah. Very much. Because it only gets worse. Mm-hmm. If you don't have sexual chemistry in the beginning, or if there's issues when it, when you guys have sex, like what there's tons of issues that, that can be possible. But if there's issues in the beginning, mm-hmm. I feel like you need, a, you need to just be like, look, we're not yeah. need for each other. Because sex doesn't, sex can get better, but- if you're having issues in the beginning or there's right minimal such mm-hmm. sexual chemistry in the mm-hmm. beginning, that is not going to get better. No. So I totally agree. Like you have to have, like that is my number one thing. If I have no sexual chemistry with you, you could be the most, you could tick every single other box <laughs> on my damn list. And let me tell you, my list is fucking large, <laughs> but <laughs> get the scrolls out. Please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, if I don't have sexual chemistry with you, it's not going to go anywhere. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. Because sex is like. It's important. It's a bond so between two people. Mm-hmm. It's sex easier is to so turn deep. it down and turn it up. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like really if you're important. too much of a freak, you're like, all right, let me <laughs> get turn it down. It's kind of fucked up, but it is like, it's super important. You have to be attracted to the other person. Like as much like people say like, oh, looks don't matter. Like it's about like what's the in, in the inside. Like, no, yeah, of course it is. It does matter like what this person's like morals are and like you know, what they value in their life or whatever. But at the same time, like, you I have feel like to be attracted to, be balanced. to the other person. It has to be a balance. Yeah. Like, I have to be able to look at you every single day and, like, be attracted to you, you know? And, like, want to kiss you and want to so hug intimate. you. And want to like, touch mm-hmm. you. Like, yeah. Sex is intimate. So for you to have that bond with that person and have it feel, like, you know, super special. And if you don't have that sexual chemistry from the very beginning, it's going to be very hard to create that with that person later down the line. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's when people tend to step out of their marriages or their relationships because that part of their relationship is not being met. Mm -hmm. So you look for it where elsewhere it's not where you find it basically. I think that's the That's another challenge too, because especially when you start having like families and stuff like, you know, you work uh, job. Yeah. And like you're tired. Few, like one of them is like one person is going to be tired. So like it, I feel like it happens a lot where like, Oh, like I want to have sex, but I'm just too tired. Like I'm needs not. just aren't being met. Yeah. You have to make time for it. Yeah. I think that you have to make a like relationships when you get married. It's not like, Oh yeah, we crossed the finish line. Like relationships are a constant. They're like a plant. Like you have to water it. You have to nurture it. You have to grow it. It's like two people taking care. Your relationship is that plan. Mm-hmm. Two people have to contribute to yeah. it. And it's ongoing. It never mm-hmm. ends. And I think that um, it's very easy to get caught up in like the day-to-day once you have kids. Or once even if you don't have kids, if you've been with somebody for a long time, um, you just, like you said, you get kind of comfortable. And yeah, then that spark goes away. Yeah. 
So it's important to like set time aside. And then I was actually listening to this podcast and um, she was a doctor or a therapist. And she was saying what you have to do is like set boundaries. So you have to say, okay, let's go, let's go to dinner for our anniversary, but we're not going to talk about the kids. We're not going to talk about work. We're not going to talk about like the, the go-to things. We're not going to gossip. Like we're going to, we're going to talk about things or discover things about each other that maybe we don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and she brought out like this deck of cards with like questions on it. So it's like things like that, that you have to do to keep the relationship going because it's very easy to just fall into, let's go to dinner. And then you spend the whole hour talking about the kids mm-hmm. or your job or complaining about something, you know? Yeah. So I feel like you just can yeah. never like stop dating the your partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you're married or if you're just like in a partnership, lifetime partnership, or if you have kids, like your life, your relationship doesn't stop. You know, you have to continue like to date that person. Keep it fresh. Keep it new. Yeah. Which is obviously the challenge. None of us are married. So for, all for a reason, there, we're, not experts. <laughs> <laughs> we're not experts, but yeah, but I feel like, um oh crap i totally lost my train of thought <laughs> but like i don't know going back to the madonna complex like i mean i'll ask you because you're the other guy here but like does it turn you off like for knowing that a girl is has like has had a lot of partners sexual partners when you're like starting wanting to date this person for the most part, nowadays, like, you don't even ask. You're never going to get the real answer. So, um, and it also depends on the age, too, because if we're young and you have a high count, whatever count that you're giving me, and it seems high, whatever that number might be to you, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever is high to you, um, at an early age, then that might be a red flag. At a later age, you just... I don't know. It's just, I feel like it's you're either mature about it, but if you still lack that sexual tension after your body count that you're telling me, it's like at that point, it's like okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting anything out of you. Have you guys ever had like on and off relationships? What's your longest relationship? My longest, really? No, I don't mind. Um, my longest was about five years. Okay. And it was somebody that I was actually with in high school. So we were okay. together, and when I was. 15 mm-hmm. and then we broke up when I was 20. And so that was wild because when you're 15 to who you're 20, I feel like that's the most drastic change yeah. yes. change. Um, but we were on and off a little bit. Like after that, it was, we were still, we didn't break up for like any, like no one cheated. It wasn't like anything bad happened. It was just that he went to the Navy. Mm-hmm. I was here. I wanted to go do like travel and do my thing. Um, so we were still friends afterwards and it was a little bit on and off after that. So were you going to ask a question about it? Yeah. Cause you know, like there's a lot of on and off relationships and let's say one or the other person during a time that they've been off, they go and like sleep with different people. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, even if it's just one person. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like if that, or maybe it was a case like you've experienced, like you've been off with whoever you were dealing with and you found out that they had sex with one or two or however many people. And then you go back on, like, does that turn you off? Is that something that is like, Always on the back I'm, I'm less attracted to you because I know that you've already, like there's been other guys that you've slept with since the last time that we did. I don't think I would be less attracted. Damn. That's hard because I feel like if we didn't talk about it, then I would, 
I think I would have been like, oh, I had the assumption that you weren't going to do that. Like on Friends? Yeah. <laughs> we were on, on a, a break. break. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. That was the first thing that came to my mind, too. Um, but at the same time, back then, I, pro- I probably wouldn't have been okay with it. If it happened now, I feel like I'm so much more mature and I've learned a lot more that I would have been like, I probably would have been sleeping with other people, too. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. What do I, what do you think, Priscilla? She's, um. she's in the younger age. So sometimes we yeah. have these conversations yeah. that we forget they that forget she's younger. They forget how old I am. Like, yeah. I'm barely going to be 25. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's it's totally different. Difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you care. So, so in Wait, your do state you of mind. you care less when you're younger? I think you care more. I, I think, I think more. Like, yeah. Me, I was so much more insecure. Yeah. And I thought it was about me. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just because he doesn't want to be with me. He doesn't want to sleep with me. He doesn't find me desirable. Where now I realize when that happens, it's not about you. It's about them. It's yeah. about what they want. Their needs aren't getting met or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, deeper things. Mm-hmm. So I don't take it as personal. Think about an ex-girlfriend at 15 and then an ex-girlfriend at 20. Their emotions are totally different. Think about a girlfriend at 20 and then a girlfriend at 30. Way, <laughs> different. way different. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, as young as I am, I am constantly around uh, older people, not that mm-hmm. you guys are old, you know, but, old. <laughs> uh, people who are older than me. So I've grown up like that most of my life. So I think my mindset correlates more to people, your guys's age, like thirties. Um, so I can agree with that. I feel like I, I think I'm a, a more mature headspace to understand that same thing like Mm -hmm. it's not with you because whatever that person's actions are that's their actions it's not because of you you didn't influence them Mm -hmm. because a person's going to do regardless what they want exactly yeah how would you guys feel if it was a girl i don't know i've never had a on and off relationship like for me if it doesn't work after the first time like we break up and then we get back together we break up again it's pretty much for me it's over yeah like i don't do the keep trying and different stages like i just move on so i don't know i don't know how to take that because i just don't do on and off yeah i i feel like i'm at that point now but i mean it just when you're older you just don't have time for bullshit you're just like like for me i'm like i'm 32 not that i'm like out asking guys to marry me on the first (laughs) date but i definitely know what i want and i will eliminate Mm -hmm. you on the first date if i have to where before I feel like I, I wouldn't be able to do that. I would be like, just date a guy that was that I knew in the back of my mind was a fuck boy. It would be like five years into it. And I'd be like, oh, you're actually a fuck boy. Oh, okay. It does have, I'm not going to lie. Like, it, I think that it does have some effect on me, but it's not in the sense that I'm less attracted to you sexually. I think it's more like of a mental thing. Because mm-hmm. to me, like if I'm dating somebody and I don't know, like, you guys express your feelings to each other and it seems real and like you guys are going strong and then you have like an off moment and you guys go your separate ways and then they just jump into another relationship or you find out that they're just out like seeping with other people and you get back together or you start talking again or you start that relationship again. Like I don't think that I'll, I'm not less attracted to you sexually. Like if I'm, if like the sexual connection was real, but I think that mentally I'm just like, Oh, like, if you already told me all these things and then like you just so quickly like mm-hmm. not forgot about me, but it was so easy for you to just be like with so someone else f- with some like so with somebody else so freely that you're just like going to have that in your mind. Like, oh, like 
how do I know that this time it's not going to be the same thing? Yeah, or, you know, I can see that. I think it's more like of a mental thing that you have to get over. Because, I mean, we're all adults. Like, obviously, no, yeah. it's like a, you have to be mature to be able to accept that. But I think at the end of the day, like, you still are thinking about it because it happened. You I know? mean, you ca- if you care about that person, you're not going to like the idea of them right. being with somebody else. Right. Like, I think that's why I just don't, I would never ask a guy that I saw potential with. I wouldn't even ask him his body count because I would just rather not know because I've done that before and I've made that mistake. Yeah. And I, I feel like in the back of I mind. couldn't mm-hmm. get past it. Yeah. I and see, by couldn't. you asking that question, it's like, you already have a number in mind that you're not going to want them yes. to go. You're not going to want them to be passed. Mm-hmm. So if you ask that, you want to find out that they're lower than that. But so the moment they say they're past that number, you're like, but then Why? you start asking, <laughs> you know? on top of that number that shocks you, you go, like, how many how many um, relationships have you been? Yeah. And then you start matching their body yeah. count to the relationships. You're like, holy shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, to be honest with you, I think guys and girls, I'm a firm believer in you should kind of have your whore face. I really am. Like, go do your thing, travel, have your one night stands, do what you got to do, get it out of your system. Like I said, we are humans. We love sex. People, we, we enjoy, other than dolphins, we are the only mammals that have sex for pleasure. So, like, go to your thing. Like, don't That's a be, fun fact. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> no. Dolphins did. have sex for pleasure. And they get high, too, with puffer fish. What? Yeah. They're like humans. Yep. Yeah, that's why I love I dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get high and have sex. <laughs> they literally get in that's a circle. Spirit animal. They literally get in a circle and start sucking out of the puffer fish mm-hmm. and whatever poison they have. That's how they get high and they just pass it around. Fucking that savages, wasn't mentioned dude. on the Disney Plus documentary. <laughs> I'm surprised. Wonder why? Because Disney loves sexual innuendos. Let me yeah. tell you. Um, yeah, like I'm just a firm believer in in going and getting that out of your system. So in the back of my mind, if I'm dating a guy, I, I just automatically assume you had your whore period when you were just doing your thing with your wang. And <laughs> why do you think that that's necessary? Is it like in the sense that like you need to go through this horror phase or whole phase to know like what you want um, I agree. in the relationship or because you need to go through this whole phase so that we, when we get together and we have a serious relationship, you're not out cheating on me. But I think not in that sense, but I think that you don't, you're not like, what am I missing out on? Okay. Like I was with, so my high school boyfriend, we were together for five years mm-hmm. and he was the only person that I had ever mm-hmm. been in a serious relationship with. I was 20 years old and I mm-hmm. was like, but I want to do the, all these things, but I love him. I see myself marrying him. But, um, I think like over time we kind of just grew apart and then this, the attraction wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I wanted to go do my thing. And I was like, what else is out there? I've only been with this one person. Then I got, I got in another relationship right after that. And it was kind of the, like, we kind of explored more sexually than I did in my previous relationship. So then I, again, I was like, well, I've only been with him doing these sexual things. Mm. What else is out there? Yeah. So that's <laughs> so more like, so like, you're not curious. Like so you're not curious. So like, you're upgrading the sex life like iPhones then. Pretty much. <laughs> Every year this is fucking upgrade. Yeah, new phone. <laughs> Fuck the updates. Give me the new phone. Um, so I feel like if you don't do that, if you don't kind of have ex- experiences, different mm. experiences, you're going to wonder what else is out there. Mm-hmm. And then when, because I've seen it happen where people have been together for years, they're high school sweetheart. They're when they get only. married. Yeah. And then as you get older, you know, you 
you try to suppress that? Oh no, they're the one for me. I'm only going to be with one person. And as you get older, you are kind of like, damn, I wish I would have explored a little bit more. I wish I would have had other experiences. So that's my, my theory on it. Like go explore. So that way when you're with the one, you know, that's the one. Mm -hmm. Cause you've like, you've dated, you've been with guys, you've whatever, you know, guys and girls, guys and girls. But I feel like some guys just don't get it out of their system. Really? Because I like, feel like guys like are some guys too good about getting like, out of their system. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like some guys just can't stop. Like regardless. Oh, oh yeah, that's I mean, what I mean. Oh, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. they can't get the whole phase out yeah, of their yeah. system. <laughs> they can't get the whole phase yeah, out Yeah, that's of a problem, system. but that's a deeper issue. That's like you yeah. need to go to that's therapy. Them. Yeah. yeah, like, I don't know. There's like sex You're addicts. seeking. No, yeah, yeah. You're seeking something. I feel like it's deeper. Definitely. Yeah. We've had those conversations. Yeah. It's about, again, it's always about you, right? Like it's always about the person. It's never about external things. So I feel like people who seek sex and can't stop doing that, you have these unfilled voids that you're seeking somebody externally to fulfill for you. And you're going to chase that for the rest of your life because the only person that can fulfill those things for you is yourself. Yeah. And I'm not talking sexually. I mean, just like there's some deep, deep issues that people have and they use sex as their their drug, their cure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's where that comes from. Um, but okay. I don't, I, but I think, you know, maybe there's an element of that too, when you're out being doing, you know, when you're in your twenties and you're out being a whole, a hoe, you know, I hate to call it that, but you know, some people get, some people get sensitive <laughs> by that. Don't slut shame. Don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like it's just, you're defining a time in your life. Like that doesn't make me a hoe. That doesn't make me a slut. Yeah. It's just a phase that I had in my life. And I think everybody should kind of do. It's not for everybody, but I'm just a firm believer that that's what you should do. It's I like, feel like when you're, you get a I've, car. Yeah. You, you want to take it for drive. a test drive. Exactly. Girl. <laughs> See, now you're on my level. <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? Um, I don't know. Like personally, I haven't really, like I'm, I haven't, I, I don't consider myself like going like, I don't know. A man whore? Like, yeah, I don't consider my, my, myself a man whore and I don't feel like I've gone through a whole phase. And I, but I, at the same time, I don't feel like it's necessary for me. Do, I was going to say, do you feel like you missed out on anything? Do you feel like you're like, cool, I'm cool with the experiences I had. Like if mm-hmm. I met the girl, my dreams tomorrow, I'd be cool with it. Yeah. I feel like that. I feel like I've experienced like little but i've experienced enough to know like okay well this is what i this is what i like this is what i'm looking for like i feel like this person has to be this way like in bed or 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 not like or just in real life that um i used to feel like that though i I used to feel like i was in a long-term relationship so i was with one person for a long time Mm -hmm. and obviously like that's the person that you're having sex with or whatever and I used to think like, all right, I was really young. So I used to think like, it used to cross my mind. All right. Like, am I missing out on something? Like, should we like explore? Should I be exploring more? Like I was thinking about marrying this person or whatever. So I was just always in the back of my mind. Like I'm going to marry this person. and I'm just going to have sex with one person the rest of my life. And it's like, and like you said, like in society, it seems like, oh, like you're supposed to have multiple partners, you know, like how can you know, like how are you going to stop with the first person? You know? Yeah. But 
I don't know, like I haven't just had sex with one person, but I also haven't had sex with 50 people. Yeah, no, know? sorry. I mean, I don't mean like go have sex with every person you freaking lay eyes on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want, but that's not why. It's, it's subjective. <laughs> it's subjective. Mm-hmm. You know, the number is subjective wherever mm-hmm. you feel like you're satisfied. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I mean, just get to a point where you feel like, you know what, I'm good. At if that's two mm-hmm. people that you've hooked up with or been with or whatever, then okay, that's two. If that's 50 for you, then that's 50 for you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think, there's no judgment there, but I think you need to get to that point where it's not just one person. Yeah. Because sure. you do want to experience, I mm-hmm. think you would want to experience mm-hmm. other things. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think there was yeah. like a show on TLC where people who have never kissed get married. Fuck that. I don't know if it was a show or it was an episode but I know it was like two people who have never kissed got married. Whoa, that's cr- you know, I have another fun fact for you. You know, when you kiss somebody, you're obviously exchanging saliva. Mm-hmm. Um, you're tasting your D- their DNA when you're kissing them. So that's why sometimes you could be so attracted to somebody and then you kiss and you're like, oh my God, there's nothing there. Yeah. I feel like I was kissing the free, a freaking <laughs> dog, like nothing. And that's because what happens is you taste their saliva. Like this is all on a subconscious level. You taste their saliva and if their their DNA, sorry, you taste their, their DNA in their saliva. And if their DNA is too closely matched with yours, which means it's not a good match for, for our procreating, then you won't, there won't be any chemistry. It'll feel gross. It'll feel weird. Cause that's your body telling you this is not ideal for procreation. Wow. Yeah, isn't that, that is cool? super interesting. Yeah. And, it, and it's just on a subconscious level. Like you're not like, Ooh, your DNA tastes salty. We're not a match. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Too much saliva. Like, yeah, no. mm, yeah. One of your chromosomes is weird, but that's, this is not going to work. <laughs> like, it's not like mm. that at all. It's just on a subconscious level. Sexual chemistry, however, is um, you can feel, I've been in this situation where I had a lot of sexual chemistry with somebody mm-hmm. and we were not a good match on any other level but that. And so just because you have sexual chemistry with somebody mm-hmm. kind of doesn't mean you to, have emotional. No, doesn't mean they're a good person. Doesn't mean they're a good match. People think like, oh, the sex is amazing. I have to marry this guy or this girl. No, it could just be that you guys we could get into this in another episode, but it, like you guys might have similar wounds, like childhood wounds. Mm-hmm. And so what you're seeking externally is also what they're seeking externally. Um, and then you're you feeling guys, a temporary void, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So there's a lot of sexual chemistry there. Um, but that could, that could also mean if there's a, too much sexual chemistry, then that might mean that person's not a good match for you. Cause you guys are, have similar wounding and, you're not going to, you're, you're not going to get past the sex basically, but yeah, you're chasing someone's DNA every time you kiss them. <laughs> All right. You're, gonna, you're never going to forget that one. 